After a few weeks of medical tests, which surely must have strained the Medicare budget, we are back with a podcast based on an LP. In this case, my favourite kind of people, issued on the W&G label in 1965. Many listeners would know that the W&G stands for White and Gillespie, a Melbourne-based label, the origins of which go back to 1910. W&G's main business at the time was precision engineering. Around 1938, W&G expanded its business into producing radio transcription discs through a wholly owned subsidiary, W&G Record Processing Company. The war years were a profitable time for the company, with the need for precision engineering rising exponentially. Around 1953, W&G started producing records using microgroove technology, claiming to be the first Australian company to use the technology. Festival also started using the technology around about the same time. Moving to 1965, arguably a time when W&G was at the height of its power, and the release of this LP, it features seven artists, each with two tracks. The my in the title referred to Brian DeCourcy, who managed four of the seven artists, including the singer of the first track, Merv Benton, with Cincinnati Fireball.
with Cincinnati classically misspelt on the label, two T's instead of two N's, the song was a big hit for Merv, reaching 18 nationally. Although Cincinnati Fireball was the official A-side, the B-side I Got Burned was also popular, turning the 45 into a double-sided hit. Cincinnati Fireball also contributed to the canon of Australian recordings, referencing American place names. We're going to play the seven tracks in the order that they appear on the LP, meaning that we'll hear the seven artists with one track on each side. Little Gulliver with Short Fat Fanny. cover version of Larry Williams' Short Fat Fanny for Kevin Gulliver Hopkins-Smith, known professionally at this time as Little Gulliver, and released on the in-label, reached a national high of 62, lasting six weeks. Later, as Gulliver-Smith, he was to be the vocalist for Company Kane. The in-label was a wholly owned subsidiary of W&G, introduced to cater for the in-crowd, literally. The wonderful Pan Carol next with End of the World. Thank you. 
End of the World was the B-side of Pat Carroll's third 45 on W&G. It's quite an irony that Pat had a significant 60s recording career, whereas her great friend and for a time singing partner, Olivia Newton-John, released no 45s in Australia until 1971's duet with Cliff Richard, Sunny Honey Girl. It was in England that Pat and Olivia performed as a duo, although there was never a recording. Olivia's first 45 was recorded in England in 1966, part of a prize for winning a talent quest on Johnny O'Keefe's Sing Sing Sing. It was never released in Australia. Next, The Strangers, if you got to make a fool of somebody. incarnation of The Strangers made a more than considerable contribution to the Australian music industry. Starting as an instrumental band with their first recording on W&G in 1963, If You're Gonna Make a Fool of Somebody was the band's fifth 45 release and their second vocal outing. Of course, The Strangers became a go-to band for backing solo recording artists, sometimes uncredited. And speaking of backing solo artists, The Strangers actually released an LP with this next artist, Colin Cook, with Heart. Oh, Heart, I hear you beating, but her heart just ain't beating. 
written by the songwriting partnership of Barry Mann and Cynthia Wheel, but only credited on the label to Barry Mann, such as being quite common in Australian recordings, was Collins' third 45 on W&G 1963 and was credited as Colin Cook with The Strangers. What a great bass line in heart, wonderfully played by Strangers bassist at the time, Peter Robinson. The 45 hit the charts in early 64, reaching 39 nationally and lasting 14 weeks. And, as the saying goes, now for something completely different. The Pink Finks, with something else. Well, look here. Here she comes. Here comes that girl again. I want to meet her since I don't know when. Yo. 
a fine looking man. She's something else. Pinkfink's story became the first chapter in the Ross Wilson, Ross Hannaford story. In their first incarnation, the Pinkfinks were all schoolboys, with Ross Wilson famously starting his own label, Mojo, which only saw two releases, one for the Pinkfinks, Louie Louie, and one for Glenn and the Outlaws, which is one of the few genuine holy grails for Australian record collectors. If you are looking for genuine Australian garage bands, the Pink Finks are up there in the higher echelons. The snarling cover of Eddie Cochran's Something Else says it all. Next, the final track on side one, Johnny Cooper with Farmer John. Yeah, but 
Farmer John was written by Americans Don Harris and Dewey Terry, who first recorded the song as the duo Don and Dewey in 1959. Johnny Cooper's version, recorded with backing by The Strangers, reached a national high of 61, lasting eight weeks. Once again, Peter Robinson's bass line is very much to the fore. Always a degree of confusion around the name Johnny Cooper, because at the time of this release, there was an American recording artist known as Johnny Cooper, and one in New Zealand as well. Side 2 begins with Pat Carroll, and Where Have You Been? composition, Where Have You Been was the A-side of Pat Carroll's second 45, 1964. I'm unsure as to why the record was produced at that tempo, which sounds like Pat is chasing a runaway tram. If you thought in listening to the song you were hearing Ray Columbus and the Invaders till we kissed, you were not mistaken. Same song, different title. Colin Cook's second track follows, Hey Pretty Baby. Come on and treat me right 
Pretty Baby was written by rockabilly pioneer Johnny Burnett and appears to have been released on 45 in 1966, which brings into question the 1965 release of this LP. Perhaps it was recorded well before the 45 release. On with the music and track 10, The Strangers with an instrumental, Never on Sunday. Thank you. 
keen listeners might have noticed some slight skips in that track. It was the only poor track on the LP in terms of clicks. To try to stay authentic to the original sound, I repaired the clicks in audacity, but had to delete minuscule bits that would stubbornly not repair. The track Never on Sunday was the A-side of The Strangers 645 and was backed with a cover of The Beach Boys' In My Room. Johnny Cooper's second track next, She's Got It. The song She's Got It has a fascinating history. Written by Richard Pennyman, Little Richard of course, and John Mariscalco, it was originally titled I Got It, but the lyrics were rewritten for the 1956 film The Girl Can't Help It. Sadly, it was not a hit for Johnny Cooper. Ross Wilson, from an early age, had a love of R&B, particularly the blues. In track 12, he really wails away on a cover of Backdoor Man, The Pink Finks. Yes, I am. 
On the label, songwriting credits go to Unknown. Well, nobody tried very hard because the song was written by Willie Dixon and first recorded by the great Howling Wolf. The term backdoor man in Southern American culture refers to a man having an extramarital affair and arriving exiting via the back door. The track was a little too out there for radio programmers at the time, and thus backdoor men did not dent the charts. Merv Benton with the penultimate track, Don't Destroy Me. The song goes back to 1959 with songwriting credits to Barry Mann and Joe Shapiro. It was first recorded by Billy Crash Craddock, who was one of the very few artists to have major chart success in Australia before his native USA, all of which came on the back of appearances on Lee Gordon Big Shows. For Merv Benton, Don't Destroy Me was a medium hit, reaching 34 nationally, lasting 11 weeks. The final track on the LP, Little Gulliver with Brand New Beat. It's a brand- 
The song Brand New Beat was written by Joe Allison, Audrey Allison and Paul Wyatt and was first to hit for Gene Vincent and the Blue Caps in 1957. Sadly, Little Gulliver's version was another that did not dent the charts. And that's a wrap for the LP My Favourite Kind of People. Some great tracks which did make the charts, some that didn't. No Australian songwriters appear although many famous songwriters do, occasionally not properly credited. A few times we referenced the in-label, which was to bring much further success for the parent W&G label. The LP didn't sell particularly well, perhaps because all the tracks had appeared on 45 and LPs were still relatively expensive at that time. Still, what a great lineup of Australian talent captured from 1965 recordings. We'll go out with a snippet of my favourite. Well, look here. Here she comes. Here comes that girl again. I want to meet her since I don't know when. Fine looking man, she's something else. Hey, look at that, across the street. 